it's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside my main man, Eric Chiafalo. And what is up, mother bleepers? It's been too long, but we're back in the safe space inside the sheets. And it's a fun Friday, freaky deaky day. I'm so excited to go around the room with you. Around the rim. Yeah, there's around a lot the rim of on a Friday. A lot of ball going you on. You showed up with no pants on. I thought about wearing pants, though, because that stupid draft lottery. Yeah, I know. That thing pissed you off. That and got we'll get me to it. We'll get to it. Like Don't worry. Inner chub. I was upset. Yeah, you were inverted. Your nipples were, too. Yes. It was a weird look. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still found you attractive, but it was a weird look. I was talking I out my butt and farting out my mouth. All right. So, uh, wow, let me let me just set the vibe here after you screwed up. The Let's vibe. go around the rim. Basketball is happening. Basketball is happening. Yeah, there's some b-ball. Walchuk, holy smokes. We got NBA draft stuff. We got Mavericks screwing up, you know, just doing stupid things because it was obviously their fault uh, that they landed in the fifth spot instead of, you know, top three. I think it's rigged. It has to do with this new gambling crap. And we got Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals, and we have LeBron James, and we have, obviously, Terry Rozier, you know, just the big-name guys. You Jason know? Tatum, you know. Yeah, just the big-name guys, the Al Horfords, the Jalen Browns, um, the Clint Capellas. Just, studs. Just, just the studs. Best Eric of the Gordon. best, the cream of the crop. Eric Gordon's balling. And, and you know who else is, and this is no surprise, uh, but my God, that PJ Tucker really is an all-timer, isn't he? Well, there's only one PJ, and he knows how to tucker it. He knows how to tucker, man. He he tucked the crap out of her, and uh, yeah, it's been wild. I know you you don't watch NBA basketball until this time of year. This is literally the first round I start, and I'm not upset about it because I heard the rest of the playoffs has been super disappointing. See, and that's what that's what guys like you always say, but I I, I disagree. I think the playoffs have been fun. My Heat. What's been competitive? Got smacked around, but oh, well, name a competitive series, really. Dude, even even the even the first round series between uh, New Orleans and uh, Golden State was pretty fun. But that was a second round series. Oh, that that was a second round series. Yeah, according to the bracket. According to the bracket. Uh, well, screw the bracket. Not that I watched any of it. I don't know. You don't watch basketball. Anthony Davis really came, that guy's really good. Came out of his yeah, yeah. He was that guy's really, really good, but that boogie good. dude, I don't think did anything right. You also had no because he's he's been out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's been injured, hurt now. Uh, but then you had Cleveland go to the go to the game yeah, seven. Cleveland did go to seven. But were you, you ever really Boston, like were you that uh, were Boston, Boston Milwaukee? An incredible story. Boston Milwaukee was a fun series. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. was really the only decent one. Well, the, the Indiana. No, still, you really thought that seven. Cleveland would ever really lose? Were they in jeopardy of losing? Uh, I mean, yeah, anytime you're in game seven, I'd say nah, you're in jeopardy. Anytime you're at home and uh, the, you're in, in, in the Bron, Ron, the king of kings, is in the first round. Yeah, but then the Lord of Lords, Terry Rozier, steps up. That's in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're baby. In the and Eastern I'm still Conference shocked. Finals. I know. And I'm they're still up, shocked. Up. I know you are. I can't I, believe this is happening. And, and I, I'm pretty shocked, too, because don't get me wrong, Brad Stevens is. Far and away, I think the best coach in the league right now. What the hell? I wouldn't pick a, another coach in the league that Rick? I want besides maybe Eric Spolstra. Rick Carlisle. I'm kidding, not Eric Spolstra, because Brad Stevens took that Philadelphia team and, and smacked them in the ear. That Philadelphia and team is Spolstra really good. Didn't know what to do with them. So, but wait, still Stevens, balled out. That had to have been fun. Yeah, no, that was fun. But Brad Stevens and his Boston Celtics team has been so impressive, and I just figured once I saw the way LeBron and 
and the Cavs as a whole, really, were playing against Toronto. My God, those guys just can't seem to do anything. And now the LeBron Raptors are gone, coach of the year, fired. And I saw the Cavs in that series, and I thought, man, if they're if, if Kevin Love's shooting like this, J.R. Smith's giving them some help, um, man, this Cavs team is going to probably breeze through Boston Probably winning five, right? Yeah. Kind of honestly, what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking exactly that. And that has not been the case at all. Cleveland went right back to really giving LeBron no help offensively and being so bad defensively. They've been bad all year, but... They're still that bad. You think they would get better in the playoffs with more on the line, and that hasn't happened. They're they're making Boston look damn near like the Globetrotters, and uh, LeBron's not getting any help. He's not doing much on the defensive end either. But oh he's my doing gosh, everything he's so physically exhausted. I know. No, that's what I'm totally. I mean, holy it. crap, this dude. He has to do and, it all. And honestly, I'm just getting sick of this whole LeBron MJ narrative. Can we just not even talk about it? Why the hell does it matter? Can we just take a step back and appreciate what we're getting out of LeBron James instead of putting people against each other and people that are on the MJ side, they just can't even watch LeBron and enjoy it now. It's like, oh, but he's not better than MJ. His teams are... Who cares? What the dude is doing on a basketball court, win or lose, is something we will never see again. It is unreal to watch what he's doing. And I'm going to be so upset... If this is it, if this is the last, if they don't advance, and it seems like they're in dire straits, down 2-0, this Boston team's on a freaking magical carpet ride. And for Boston now, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen next year with LeBron or what free agents are going where, but getting Kyrie and Hayward back on a team that is two games away from going to the finals, and who knows what the heck happens within those finals, because you can't overlook them now. You can't just say, oh, no, Golden State's going to steamroll them or ah, Houston's going to kick their ass. No, this Boston team's for real, dude. Yeah, no, they're, they're real as So freak. getting those two back next year, along with this young nucleus that's been this good, that's got to be a dynasty, right? It feels like Boston is well on their way to being a perennial finals contender um, with the best coach in the league and two all-stars that are going to basically – show up on your doorstep come next season like holy crap and they're already this far yeah and they're young too i mean right now they're doing it with besides al horford they're doing no, it with a bunch Hatem, of young rookie. guys that brown kids i think a second year second dude. year guy rogier's uh marcus smart's not that old no all those guys are in their first couple of years and uh they're doing it without their two best players it's just insane i was thinking the other day if it wasn't for that Kyrie and lebron rift and maybe just the fact that lebron just wouldn't want to go there for whatever other personal reasons, but that seems like the team. If if Cleveland, I was going into this series thinking Cleveland's going to win. I'm like, man, look, you know what LeBron should do? LeBron should beat Boston and then go join Boston next for next year, and them just go freaking dominate. That would be crazy. Obviously, that's far fetched as crap and just absolutely 100 percent not going to happen. But that would be insane. Uh, but yeah, dude, Boston's Boston's been so impressive, and they they've been a team that has played. Golden State well over the last year and a half, two years, where Golden State's blown everybody out, and then they've had some games against Boston where Boston's actually beat them or at least given them a run for their money. Boston's not going to get pushed over by either one of these teams in the West, 
Uh, but I still don't fully want to rule out LeBron yet because we all know this series doesn't officially start until a team wins on the road. Definitely. And if Boston wins game three, obviously it's 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 over. It's a wrap. It's even a long shot now. I don't, I don't think it's happening. I just can't rule LeBron. You talk about LeBron MJ, you can say what you want about that, but I have the faith in LeBron to, I don't care really where the ser- how dire the series looks until it's over. With this guy, I'm not going to... I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. I still think that he's going to win it in seven. Yeah, there's still a, there's still a part of me that's like, yeah, LeBron's still going to figure this out. I really do. I mean, in I think six. that they might send it back to Boston tied at two. You might see Boston get that one, then go back to Cleveland. But I think in his seventh game, LeBron's going to literally pour it all out there, and then this team might get swept or lose in five in the finals. Well, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know how it's going to play. It's so hard. The thing about this, the thing about basketball is. Nothing from series to series really translates from game to game. It doesn't matter about what happened right? in the last game. It, 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 nothing, nothing matters. Everything you know, everything you think you know, doesn't matter. As soon as the next game starts, it's just it's a whirlwind, and who knows what's going to happen. And nothing that happened last game matters, and nothing that's going to happen next game matters. This game, PJ Tucker might go off for forty-four points, and great, we're going to win the game. He's never probably going to do that again. The West is the perfect example of that. Game one, all the Golden State, everything's, oh, Houston needs to change their style of play. Let's completely, yeah, Houston not himself. Let's completely forget about what the Rockets have been up to this point and say they are idiots. They need to change their game plan if they're going to try and beat Golden State. Well, they change nothing. They just come out and execute in game two and they steamroll the Warriors. That is a fun bleeping series. It is really fun, and you're right. The Houston really didn't change much just besides having P.J. Tucker and uh, Eric Gordon score a lot more than Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and that's just not something that's really going to happen. Houston, you don't you don't get to the Western Finals and then change the way you play. Houston's been an ISO team all season, not trying to pass the ball a ton, trying to do a lot of ISO with James Harden and a lot of jacking up threes. And nine times out of ten, it's gonna it's gonna work for them. But when you end up against a team like Golden State, you have to be you have to really really hit your shots. And they fortunately did the other night. But can you do that four times? It, it, four times out of seven is PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon gonna out outshoot. I think Curry they can do it three. And and Thompson. I okay, mean, having three, seen, I've seen the Rockets do it a lot four, this year. I don't see that happening. No, it's it's still gonna come down to the big guns. It's still gonna come down to Harden, Paul, Capella. Those three are going to have to get it done over the big guns of Golden State. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. I'm going to roll with the Warriors, big dogs. Been there, Man, done that. that's a big-time statement. Over those top three of, of Houston. I, I just don't see at the end of the day, if it goes seven, which I hope it does, that big three of Chris Paul, Capella, and Harden versus a Steph, a Clay, and a Draymond. Are you forgetting about somebody? I'm not forgetting about anybody. Kevin Durant? Yeah, there's Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, well there is that. Guy. Oh, maybe that's the X factor then, huh? The forty point guy. <laughs> well, the thing and the thing about Durant though is he has He's one such a bleep hole, dude. Do you know how many assists he has in what? the whole in the whole series? Two games in. Oh no, point. I don't. How many assists? Take I, a guess. Kevin Durant. Fifteen. Fifteen assists. He has one assist. One in two. That's games. a problem. It is a problem. They're basically That's saying what they're doing is uh, Houston defensively, and, and I think it's a smart move. Is basically saying Durant, you're going to get yours, but we're not going to we're not going to just give up open looks. We're not going to come double you. We're not going to give up wide open shots to Curry and Thompson and these guys on the outside. 
You go for 40, that's fine. You're going to get basically no assists, and no one else is really going to do a, a whole, whole lot. And that's the thing about Kevin Durant that we, we don't really talk about. We always give other guys uh, that's a knock on them, That you know, even like Russell Westbrook. He's a guy who he's a good player, but he doesn't necessarily make others better. Yeah, I don't know if Kevin Durant really makes other players better. He's not making he he himself can score and no, be dominant. I 100% but he's not agree. like LeBron where he can really facilitate and go out of his way to do that sort of. And thing. And that's why he joined a seventy win team that had won a championship. And after he lost to them in the conference finals, if you can't beat him, join him. He is not that guy. I completely agree with you. That will make others around him better. So he went to an established team, and he is now the X-Factor in every single series that they play. Because you talk about the nucleus that they already had with those three, unreal, and then, oh, here's Kevin Durant, maybe the second best player in the world. Come on. Ridiculous. And going back to the Eastern Conference series, uh, another stat for you. Game two, guess how many open shots Boston had? How many? 42. Passing ball movement, baby. Guess how many shots Cleveland had? Open shots in game two. Four. Thanks for uh, really overdoing it there. Now it's going to not sound that great. Okay, 14. 11, thank you. There you go. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. 11 open shots. Well, it's it's literally 42 open shots. It's one versus five out there on the floor. Feels like one versus 10. How's Tristan Thompson doing? Oh, you know what he's doing. Nothing on the court. He's facilitating. He's facilitating off the court. A nice pair. Still such a did you did you see his response to that, by the way? No, something on Twitter. It was um obviously everybody knows he was caught uh, you know. Oh, his hand in the cookie jar, yeah. Yeah, cheating on uh, Miss Kardashian like days before their daughter True was born. Breaking her day. True? Yeah, true. No Blue way. Not. Uh, obviously, so he was cheating on her, or whatever. But he had there was some sort of thing that came out. I don't even I don't have it in front of me, but it was basically along the lines of saying, you know, that's kind of uh, it's an NBA obligation to uh, hook up with groupies on the road, uh, and he basically chalked it up to, uh, you know, that's just kind of an unwritten rule. It's sort of it's basically in my contract as an NBA player, I have to uh, succumb to the the groupies. Uh, which is one of the dumbest things I think that I've possibly ever heard. And uh, while doing a show with you, I, I've heard a lot of dumb things over the years. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Tristan Thompson is, I, ba- I guess he's hes out there. He's gathering himself a, a handful of rebounds, and uh, that's pretty much it for old. Probably old giving him more credit. He squared. He deserves. Yeah, well, Thompson does nothing. Uh, and, and really, nobody besides LeBron does anything for that team. And that's why I can't fathom him. It's so funny that we 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 did an around the rim just a few months ago when they made the trades, and we thought uh, you know at the deadline when they traded their roster and just got a whole new one. And we're like, hey, maybe this might do a little something. They go, oh, they yeah. win their first game, they make some shots. They're Ooh, young, they're LeBron fast, they're did athletic, it again. playing a little defense. LeBron's the GM of the year. Yep. The finals here we come, and now they are uh, the guys that they traded for are totaling three points uh, between, like, all six of them that they traded for. Rodney Hood's doing nothing. He's re- they have Rodney Hood refusing to go into games. They have George Hill not knowing what his role is on the team, and that comes straight from his mouth in the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. Well, and look at that Kyrie You trade. have Jordan Clarkson, who's not even playing. Clarkson, and they don't have 
the player from the trade that they made for Kyrie, and they just yeah, get the eighth yeah. pick in the lottery. What people exactly. can do, and then and then Boston doesn't have the player that they received in the trade, and look how good they're still doing. Shout out to Danny Ainge and shout Brad out to Brad Stevens. Stevens. My gosh. Woo, but it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Basketball is is crazy. It, it, it is kind of a shame to think that we're going to have a Boston Celtics kind of no-name sort of team in the finals. But And, and I, as a, as a Miami Heat fan, an Eastern Conference sort of basketball fan, it, it's hard for me to root for them. But there is a small part of me that's like, man, that, that is underdog, the underdog against, I, I, I mean, especially Golden State. But even against Houston. It's hard not to like them, man. It's hard not to like them. I think they could definitely beat Houston. I think Boston could definitely beat Houston. And I think that they could for sure give Golden State a run for their money and at least go six games. Since Kevin Durant has been in Golden State, there has not been a series that they've played in that's gone longer than five. Can Houston do it? Jeez, they've just been rolling through people. Dude, because I just laid it out for you. Like, you've got... Houston goes out and pairs Harden and Chris freaking Paul. And you've got Clint Capella, who's emerged as a really good big. And a, a lot of good role players. There's a lot yeah, of good pieces there. Absolutely. With Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker. I mean, that's and the a Hall good, of Famer, P.J. Good basketball Tucker. team, right? But then you look at Ariza. the freaking Warriors. Ariza, sure. A championship kind of pedigree. Yeah. You look at the freaking Warriors. You forget all about Andre Iguodala, who's a finals MVP that's just looming and stashed down there on the bench now. But you talk about Draymond, Steph, and... Thompson, the original faces of that emergence of this dynasty, and then you forgot, oh yeah, they still have Kevin Durant. Are you kidding me? Of course they haven't gone longer than five games in a series since he's been there. It's a joke. It's well, a cheat code of a team. After game one, I thought they were sweeping freaking Houston. Oh, I did too. And that's what's so funny about basketball. It's so hard to predict any of this stuff because it just changes by the second. I mean, even within a game, you can be up by 20 and, oh, this is going to be a blowout. Then you blink an eye, and you're down by four. Nothing. It's just so inconsistent of what's going to happen. You hit the shots one night, you miss them the next. You didn't do anything different. It's just P.J. Tucker was himself tonight instead of friggin' Michael Jordan. Great. And then it's just basketball. And that's literally that's the explanation. Why? Basketball. Basketball. The beauty of it all. It's bleeping basketball. I got to tell you, man, going around the rim with you... You know, on a Monday or Tuesday, it is a fun time. But doing it on a Friday. That's the day to do it. I know you're extra frisky. So hot. Oh, my goodness. Bleeping gracious. Mm. Man, this is just, this is so fun for me. Right I now. love going around that rim, brother. And I, I might actually have to put my pants on because I'm what? too excited. Yeah. No, please don't. I don't want please to. Don't. don't it's do not out. Of, it's not out of a desire for wanting to do that. It might just be a necessity. Can I put them on for you? Yes, because this this is getting out of hand down here. Fine with me. It's getting at wall check it is. Okay, fair. I can see it. Uh, Quickly here as we wrap up, the NBA draft lottery, you are a Mavericks fan. Yeah. And and we talked about the the inversion in your nipples Mm. and the the protruding of the, the peen. And uh, that that lottery really messed with you physically, mentally, spiritually. And you haven't been yourself. Uh, and I just am curious, what are the Mavericks going to do? And, you know, are you okay? So I got super excited about it. And I was thinking, man, the Mavericks are going to get lucky and get that top spot, get that top pick. Nick Nepic had filled my mind with all kinds of yes, yeah, he hopeful fed you dreams. The, he fed you the bull bleep. 
Well, gosh, he fed it to you good. I'm too. really thinking worst case scenario they're going to get the third pick, so it's going to be okay. They can come away with Bagley. Worst I, case, scenario. I personally like it. Yeah, worst case scenario, it's going to be three. That was their highest. Worst odds. case scenario, we end up with the best player in the draft. It's going to be three. We we go on to win uh, ten championships. In worst a row. case scenario, it's three, so it's fine. You know, no big deal. There's three. Uh, so worst case scenario, two elite guys, and there's sixteen Bagley, championships. Then there's the next year. Well, they get five. And initially, I was so pissed. Wow, so there is a so worst pissed. case. That was the worst, worst case right there. I ah, didn't even think it was possible, but I, I, I just overlooked the, the Mavericks crap luck. And now, you know what's so funny is everybody's going, you know, I think uh, I think that uh, that Mo, that Bamba guy, from, you know, that wouldn't be too bad. He, he yeah, so really, uh, we'd be happy with him. A lot of the guys locally. No, a lot of the guys locally in Dallas had been talking, especially at the station we work for, had been talking very highly of Bamba. Yes. And Bamba, as soon as you guys think... start sniffing around the five spot, Bamba starts f- tasting <laughs> well, really no. good. I mean, the, he was being mentioned if the Mavericks were to get three, taking Bamba ahead of Bagley. Look, uh, he's a dinosaur you, in this league. If you can't get Bamba at five, I think you're screwed. I mean, I don't know much about this Jackson Jr. kid. So you're all in on Bamba. I mean, Is I that f- what you're telling at me? Five? Yeah, now I am. You're buying in? I was all in on Bagley or Ayton. As a, as a, as a, as a fan of a team... Who, who invested a lot of money into a center who blocks a lot of shots like Bamba. Yeah. I'm telling you now, it is a mistake. Okay, so the they league say, is going away from that. They are, but they say that t- the two dinosaur. toughest positions to fill are center and point guard. And in back to back drafts, the Mavericks can do that. You know what? The 90s as well. I'll okay, so early where should, 2000s. Well, where else do you now? You know five? what's hard? Now, now I, I, you don't go Trey Young. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know who the hell else okay, they so take. Here, here's the thing. Porter I don't either. Junior? What about his health? I'd go Porter Junior. I would take. I would take the risk. Now, the one thing I would do is I would be trying. I. I don't know much about a lot of these guys, but the the little that I've seen of Don Doncic, I want that. Yeah. Well, I don't guy. think there's anything you so can I would offer figure out to go if, get if him. If I can go, if Phoenix doesn't take him at number one, is there a way you can climb up to two or three and snag the guy? Because holy crap, that's who I would want. Otherwise, I really don't know. I just think it's a shame that you guys end up with a five and you talk about it like he's going to end up being the savior. Like, dude, a five, unless he can, unless he's just, uh, I don't know if he'll he be a savior, from, is he but pulling, I think he's going to be a good Is he player. pulling from downtown? Can he shoot the three? Can he guard more than just in the paint? I don't know that all, but he is a great pick and roll player, which is what the Mavericks run left and right. Pick and pop, pick and roll, give it to me, DSJ, Bamba. If that combo can work, they got a shot. But I'm with you. I'd love me. I wanted Aiden Doncic. I want either one of those. I don't dudes. even want Aiden. Dude, Aiden's going to be an unreal freaking superstar. I don't even see, and, and this might be my what? ignorance. Okay, so ignorance. Anthony just, Davis isn't one of the top three players no, in basketball. He, he, no, he is, but look what he does. That freaking guy can shoot from anywhere. Aiden's a similar player. He's a similar talent. There's nothing he can't do on the court. I do, I, I'm, I'm not educated enough to really speak on it yet, but I didn't know that he was able to shoot yes. in the same capacity of an floor. Anthony Davis. Okay. I know Bamba can't. No, Bamba can't right now. So but that's something that is unreal. just like I, I wouldn't be all ex- thrilled about. I would take the chance on the freaking Porter guy, and I, I'm a back. I got back injuries. I know they're a nightmare, but... If you can get a wing player who is long and athletic and can shoot the ball and score the ball, that's the league. That's where you're going. It is the Jason Tatums. It is Look, the Jalen Browns. I hear you on that, and that's I, don't, what I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm going to have to have my medical team check off on Michael Porter Jr. and tell me he is 110% cleared to go before I make that pick. 
Well, Jalen Smith action? Yeah, I'm sick and tired of that. Shut your mouth. Oh, I know that one stings, man. Well, and listen, you're right. You're right. I'm not saying you, you have to go take the chance on Porter, but gosh, I just feel bad for the Mavs who, you know, they, they tried to tank. I mean, clearly they did. And then Cuban goes out and says it. And now, crap, okay, let's okay, let's win a couple games. And that screws them. That screws them out of just, just two more slots would have been nice, you know, to give you a couple options. Now, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll have to get Nick on to, to talk more, educate us on. He's going to educate top guys. us. All. He's going to push Bagley. I'm telling or a Bomba. Excuse me. I know me. he is, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to push back. All right, I'm going to push. I back. remember you said that because you're very nice to him. I'm a college bat. Uh, you know me. I'm a freaking. I know what I'm talking about. College basketball. There's a Miami kid. No one loves college basketball like I do. There's a Miami kid that I've seen being uh, considered for as a lottery pick. Oh yeah, what's his name? More so like the 10 to 14 range. I don't even know his name. Um, yeah, but yeah, we do a, have. A you're not even players. a freaking fan, dude. I can't. I don't know if there's much in all of the world that I know less than college basketball, mm. baseball, major league baseball. Even though working these Rangers games, there man, I'm starting yeah. to figure it out a little bit. Starting to figure out a little baseball, man. ERA and uh, K's. Oh, you know what a K is now? Thank you. One, goodness. two, three inning. Yeah. Four, three, six double play. What is that? That's a. Uh, it's a double play. They get two outs. Yeah, but what's the four, three, six? Okay, so the four is second base. So second base. Four, three. Uh, three is first base. Six is shortstop. So could it, I don't even know if it could be a four, three, six double play. Wouldn't it have to be a four, six, three double play? Because it can't end at the shortstop. Where is he at? Four, six, three, yeah. Okay, four, six, three double play. Did I just do that correctly? I think so. <laughs> You're not sure either. Never have been, never will be. Baseball, baby. All right. That was Around the Rim on a Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. I had fun. Did you have fun? I always have fun. Always have fun. We'll have a special uh, episode coming out for you tomorrow. It is Saturday. All this stuff going on with the legalization of gambling. We got our man Mario Falsetti coming on to talk. Longtime Damn, friend of Damn, that's going to be fun. So uh, I'm excited to hear what Mr. Falsetti uh, has to say. Oh. Educate us a little bit because I do not know what in the world the legal terms are with that jargon. Yeah, you're pretty dumb when it comes to Very dumb. All right. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.